What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 274 for the week of February 12th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Duel of the Phase. Get it? Get it? Like Duel of the Fates? The Star Wars song? Get it? I thought I was fucking clever with this. Do you like it, Will? Yeah, it's, it's good. I uh, like it. All right. You don't sound very happy by my fucking title it's, choice. It's fucking awesome. All right, that's right. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man in the freshest of fresh, brand new HCS Pro Talk merch that you can buy right now. Exclamation point merch if you're tuning into the live show. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Wednesday? evening I'm, I'm doing good man you are also in the same sweatshirt just in a different color different color so, baby also looking damn good over there uh but yeah i'm good how are you doing i am doing well i'm a little flabbergasted well i don't know flab not even i don't even know flustered is the word i'm looking for but like i'm a little out of it because we're a lot of jumbling around trying to get things ready to go for tonight but we're here and that's all that matters yes yes and you're looking fresh as shit, boy. <laughs> um, or fresh as fuck, boy. Uh, let's see here. Meek, Briggs, Vel, uh, Biz, and Ungoy, welcome. And son, welcome to the live show. Hope you guys are having a great night. Um, we. Uh, Barnaby with the resub. Thank you so much. You get a woo! Barnaby Jones! Barnaby Jones! In the house, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, Will. Yeah. Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? Our brand new merch store is live. Finally. Finally. It took us forever to do it. Yeah. Um, And Daddy says the buddy better mean the release of the Protox store. Oh, it's live. Exclamation point merch in the chat. If you're tuning into the live show. Or you can, it's in the show notes as well. You can go check that out. Um, but yeah, the store should, emphasis on should, be live right now. Um, you can go check it out. We have a few different lines, um, including an emote line, um, a classics line, a winter line, and I think one more, right? Is there one more line in there? We, we merged the home line with the classic line. Oh, yes, that's right. And we have one that we'll be releasing... With Charlotte. With Charlotte. Our Charlotte exclusive line, not affiliated with the HCS, just our own doing, but our Charlotte official, well, official, our Charlotte line will release on Friday next week, the first day of the tournament, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, we'll pimp it out on the socials and all that shit. Um, then we have Cheaters Got Caught. That's, Okay. The February update has arrived, and with it, red rack weapons, no more gun jamming, an easier sniper, no scoping, oh my! And you can't run flags or oddball anymore. Yay! Spartan is fucking screaming right now. Um, we have a deeper-ish dive into the HCS partnership program. We have the return of Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. So excited for that. I scrubbed through. Oh, over 10 hours of stream <laughs> to get this shit. 
So you, you better f- start thanking me, assholes. And then we have our topic of recapping the Charlotte qualifiers because those took place over the last four days, hence why we didn't have our normal show on Monday. Because yeah. why the fuck would we do that when the tournaments before the tournament happen on Super Bowl Sunday and Valentine's Day? Yeah, that's a little rough. It was. Um, should I show off some of the pieces here? Did you bring any of yours down? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so oh, let's let's yeah. do that real quick. We'll 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 uh, sh- we'll pimp out the merch right now, the new merch, and then uh, we'll get into the actual show. So, um, yeah, and get that get, get that free aperture shit out of here. You, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's going to be fairly quickly here within the actual show. But you go ahead, Will. All right. So Josh already wore this, but we of course have our roster mania tee, little. Pro talk action on the sleeve as well. If, if you're, you know, want to support the, uh, the roster mania that happens every year. Yes. Cause it's freaking insane. Someone just asked about the packable jacket. I have one here in black. Will does have the jacket. Um, it's more of a, you know, it's like windbre- a, it's a windbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's got the half zip. It's got the pouch, like a, you know, big pouch, like a normal hoodie would have. And then it's got a zip pouch as well underneath. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, Champion gear, pretty comfortable, comfortable. And we're wearing, we're wearing champion hoodies right now yep. too. The tie dye hoodies that we're wearing. These have our classic logo on them, classic embroidered logo. Oh yes, and, and the packable jacket is embroidered as well. Yes. So, and then I'm wearing a shirt underneath, but I don't really want to. I'll just lift. I'll lift up my shirt for you guys. You ready? Yeah, lift it, Daddy. So it's. Uh, it's so hard to see on camera, but it's like a. Gray on semi dark gray pro talk logo. So that's the black and white logo. Yeah. Will, are you wearing the uh, flex fit right now? Yep. Got the flex fit hat on. I got one as well right here. Classic logo on it with the flex fit. Is that what you brought? That's all I got right now. I've got now I'm going to share. I'm going to save the last two that I have to the end of the show. Okay. Joshua might not actually talk to me at the HTS major if I approach them nude. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe they would. I, I mean, you might be kicked out. Let's be real. <laughs> no shirt that says woo. There is one. In the emote line. In the emote line. Go check it out. In the emote line. Actually, you know what? I won't even save it to the end of the show because we'll just get on with it. But uh, so this is a tri-blend classic tee with our classic logo on it. Yep. It's pretty great. Very nice. Love it. Full logo. Full logo. Over the whole shirt. Full logo. And then these are two teasers, okay? These are two teasers for our Charlotte line, which will release next week on Friday, okay? We record, we're recording this on Wednesday. This will release the first day of HCS Charlotte, which will be Friday next week. And again, these are two teasers. These will be available along with more. So this is a uh, colorway of our logo that I did that features colors of the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets which are the two primary um, teams of, well, North Carolina yeah. and yep. Carolina. Yeah. So there's that. And then we have an embroidered, a um, little bit heavier of a T-shirt, but we have an embroidered shirt with that same colorway of the logo. Um, it's a nice feeling T-shirt. Yeah, it is a nice feeling T-shirt. So that'll be there as well. Uh, there will be some more things in the shop there too. So stay tuned for that. Again, releasing the Charlotte line will release next week on Friday. We're going to have a lot of Texas merch. I think we will. You're right. So I think we're going to spread things out, obviously. 
I mean, clearly we'll have like a colorway kind of inspired by the Cowboys is what I would assume. And then we just, we go from there. You know? Yeah, we can, we'll come up with some stuff. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of shit. Don't hate me, but two requests. One, a polo with a small HDS Protect logo on the chest and a dry fit sort of workout apparel. You got it. We'll make it, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Should get a gear bag. My only problem with doing bags is I'm not, I'm not sold on the quality of what you get from like one of these storefronts, I guess you could say. Sure. And I, I wouldn't want to sell you something that like I personally wouldn't use or wouldn't wear. Um, so there's that a drawstring bag though. That might be more up the alley of what we could do. Uh, you guys give me a sub another channel. I think it was why not stream. Didn't get a chance to say thanks. So thank you. Hey, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Thanks for checking out the show. Greatly appreciate it. Um, Epic, what's up? Welcome back. Good to see you. The Ronin, welcome back as well. All right. So yeah, stay tuned for other stuff that's coming out as well. And then I guess I'll just kind of show these off real quick too. Um, you're not going to be able to see them very well on the camera, but I'll just say this. If you are going to be at Charlotte, if you're going to be at Charlotte um, and you come find me, come find me and you'll get a sticker for free. And I'll just, I'll just walk in front of the camera real quick. But uh, one of them was the first rendition of the colorway of the logo. And the second one is what is actually on the merch. Um, but I'll bring both because I ordered both. And like I said, if you find me at Charlotte, you'll get one or two stickers for free. Just come say hi. Come say what's up. I'm, I'll show them right now. There we go. So again, stickers with the Carolina-inspired colors. Yes. The Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. And then um, there will be a bigger sticker available for purchase on the storefront for the event. Um, you're getting those stickers for sure? Fuck yeah, man. Come find me. It'll be great. Um, I will say, though, just as a heads up, I know we're really all over the place right now tonight. I apologize. Um, but just real quick, if you do... Um, if you are looking for me at Charlotte, I will not be there on Friday. Um, Friday is actually my daughter's birthday. Um, so I'm staying home to celebrate her actual birthday with her. Her birthday party's uh, this coming weekend. But like, we're going to celebrate her birthday together, the wife and I. Um, and then I fly out on Friday night. So, or Friday afternoon. So I won't be there on Friday. Uh, but I'll be there all day Saturday and Sunday. So come find me, get stickers. It'll be great. We can talk Halo. Um, it'll be a really fun time. Will, without further ado, you want to get into some competitive news? All right, let's start the show off strong. Halo Australia is looking into competition. This is by AU Halo. And this was from before. I missed this tweet and I apologize to the AU Halo folks. They're great. Uh, shout out Lunchy. Um, so yeah, I apologize for missing this tweet in the fucking craziness that was the roadmap reveal uh, a week ago or something like that. But they say HCS 2023 roadmap announced. Although there's no official HCS ANZ LAN featured, we'll be making a bigger effort this year to host both online and LAN. If you're interested in helping, our DMs are open. We're looking to expand the team. And that's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Lunchy is the god. And Blue Panda, a fucking shout out to you as well, man. Shout out to you as well. Um, getting the production going, getting the cast going as well. Shout out to you. Um, happy birthday to the spawn of me. Yeah, she is, she is more like my wife every day. 
she gets hangry like Natana. Like if she if she if she is hungry for any fucking reason, she will immediately start screaming. And if you know my wife, kind of the same deal. Um, and she has a lot of the same like things that Natana does. It's actually really funny. She got my dimples though, so I'm pretty happy about that. What's up, Axios? Welcome back. All right. Halo.API is now independent. This is by Keith Horwood. Today, we're letting everyone in the Halo community know that the AutoCode team has made the decision to return Halo.API back to Alexis Biz and let him do with it what he sees fit. The Halo API will continue to be available on AutoCode, but all IP and related accounts are now under his possession. Nothing is shutting down. Halo.API will remain active. Subscriptions to the API will remain as well. We have plans for how Alexis will continue to personally keep Halo.API a sustainable initiative. And that is awesome. Next up, Forge Hub's contest roadmap has been released. This is by Forge Hub. Hey, another roadmap. And this one not, does not suck. Uh, not to say that the HS one sucks necessarily, but we already talked about that. You know? No international lands does fucking suck. But yeah. what doesn't suck is Forge Hub's contest roadmap. 44 Arena from February 6th to May 6th. Prize pool of $15,000. There will be an infection contest from May 10th to August 10th with a prize pool of, again, $15,000. There will be a big team battle contest from August 15th through November 15th with a prize pool of $20,000. And a mini game contest from December 1st through March 1st with a prize pool of $10,000. That is fucking awesome. So if you are a forger in the community, go sign up for those contests, submit your maps. Hopefully you can win some big money and make incredible maps in the process because you guys always do anyway. So it works out for us. And here, kind of, uh, one of the big ones that we have is cheaters. Stop cheating. You like a swiper, no swiping. Yeah. yeah you, you perfect. Know? Perfect. Showing our age a little more. This is by LVT update on Honda fan cup, halo infinite month two. The first two weeks of this month's Honda Fan Cup have concluded with Stellar, Aperture, Too Nice, and Invicted winning spots in our March 4th finale. At the end of week two, suspicions were raised that Aperture was playing on Too Nice's account to help him through the tournament. These suspicions were raised right before the Grand Finals, but there were no actionable evidence at the time. After investigating with 343 Team, it was confirmed that there was evidence of foul play between Too Nice and Aperture. It goes without saying, but cheating in a tournament like this is unacceptable, and both players will, remo will be removed from all future Honda Fan Cup events. Aperture's finale spot will be passed to Bound, the next runner-up from Week 1. For Week 2, the last five matches of the tournament are effectively invalidated, so the fairest solution is to let these players replay their bracket matches under the same conditions. Thankfully, this works out, as it is, as it is impossible for any of their placements to move down as a result of replaying. All affected players can only either move up or retain their spot in the bracket, We'll be coordinating with those players to replay those matches whenever available. We'll update the community later once the week the uh, once the week two results and finale players have been finalized. We'd also like to thank the three four three team for helping quickly resolve this issue. Any further decisions regarding HGS are separate from Honda Fan Cup and up to the discretion of three four three. We look forward to the next two weeks of open qualifiers and hope you can all join us for more healthy competition. I want to say this real quick before we get into the results of what happened. Uh, Ron, we miss you too. We love you and we hope to see you at an event. That's not what I wanted to say in regards to the story though. But Ron, we love you. Uh, in regards to the story, those that are going after or have gone after LVT in any capacity don't know what the fuck they're talking about. LVT was literally just producing and casting for the event. They had no 
they they did not create the rules for the event. They had no say in if the individuals were cheating, if they were not. They were just casting and LVT as a whole was producing the event. Okay? So there's no need to go after them when they have literally nothing to do with it. Cool? Cool. I'm not saying anybody here did. I'm just saying in general, I've seen it happen. And I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots for thinking that. Next up. As a result, Bound will be past the qualifying spot for the week one qualifier along with Stellar. After the replayed matches for the week two qualifier, Boo Dubu takes first and Invicted takes second. And then from the LVT day one stream of the open qualifier, Craig Brute asked Tashi, so you're just going to ruin someone's name without evidence? That's not right. And Tashi replied and said, so because we don't share evidence publicly, it doesn't exist? This is why um, Diablo, it may have been you who said it, or somebody else said it in the chat, but like they did my man Aperture Dirty or whatever. Just because we don't know what that evidence is doesn't mean it hasn't, like, it isn't there. Okay? And Aperture, how do I say this? In my mind, yes. Uh, Norrin, we're talking about the Aperture cheating stuff and, uh, and too nice, as a matter of fact from the Honda Fan Cup qualifiers. I'm all about innocent till proven guilty, right? And clearly there was an investigation that happened. Clearly there was an investigation that happened by 343. Um, and based off what they found... Based off what they found, again, we have no we have no hand in any of this either. Like we don't know them personally, the players. We don't know we don't know the that entire situation. But what we do know is based off this statement, there was an investigation that took place. And based off that investigation, there was evidence found against Aperture that led to the led to the what led to what happened. So I'll just say that if it is true that Aperture did in fact play on Two Nice's account, then uh, why? Because that's fucking stupid. Um, and if Aperture somehow didn't, and Aperture is somehow actually innocent after all this, I have no idea what the fucking roadmap is after that. <laughs> um, Aperture claims he plays on VPN. I bet other players do too. But it's kind of ironic that he's the one that gets called out on it. I don't know. Just because there isn't physical evidence that HGS doesn't give a shit about ANZ players doesn't mean they don't. Jesus Christ, Blue Pants. My God, man. Um, yeah, I don't know, Briggs. I don't know. We're just, we just report on what's out there. This is what's out there at this point in time. I know Aperture is very upset. I've seen what he's said in response to everything. Um, and I hope hope everything works out for the better. But cheaters going to cheat. Night Fox, thank you for the resub. You get a woo! And Danny, what's up with you? Royal 2, he came back. 
Okay, so the Royal 2 situation. I saw this asked before, or I saw this brought up before, especially in our server. I saw it brought, I saw it brought up in the server. With Royal 2, Royal 2 geo-filtered to get better, like, to get a better server for playing. And even then, it didn't even benefit his entire team. Like, we talked about this a long time ago. And even if he did geo-filter, like, in a matchmaking sense, when he did it, like, during the uh, during the tournament play online, yeah. it wasn't helping his team. If anything, it was hindering his team. But he got caught, and he faced the consequences for it. And for what it's worth, Abitur, in my, in, in my mind, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, he hasn't been banned from HCS competition. I believe he has not been banned from HCS competition. He's just been banned from the Honda Fan Cup competition. So, there's that. And Captain, just stop with that right now. 343 doesn't need to show their evidence if they have it. They don't need to. Like, we're... Come on. Come on, man. And I'm not trying to be like a dick rider for 343 or anything like that. I'm just like, really? So there's that. Detachment's been removed temporarily from ranked, but it should stay that way. This is my Halo support. Due to a bug affecting power weapon spawns, recharge and detachment were removed from ranked arena. These maps will return to ranked arena when the bug is fixed in Halo Infinite Season 3. Multiple map and mode combos were also removed from other playlists based on usage data, and I'm not going to go through them here because they're, it's a waste of time. And then from Tashi, he says, for those asking, recharge will still be in for the event. We're able to work around this issue on LAN at the event, and then after the event, it'll be resolved. Cool. And we talked about it in the Discord as well. And uh, I think Dart was the one that mentioned um, that maybe it's just because of the, like, sword being the only actual power weapon on recharge. And since it's GA'd, because my worry, my question was, okay, if it's from, been removed from ranked arena for recharge specifically, yeah. are they not going to play on it in the qualifiers? Because this was right before the qualifiers were set to begin. I'm like, is there a bigger issue here, right? Right. And then um, we don't know if there is a bigger issue because nothing was clearly said here, but uh, Elated Dartboard, shout out to you, said that maybe it because so maybe it's just because of the sword because the sword is the only actual power weapon on recharge. And then I'm like, oh, that makes sense because it's GA'd, so pros aren't going to pick it up anyway. So who cares, you know? Yeah. And detachment obviously is in competitive play, so it doesn't even matter. Um if you guys want to keep talking about the aperture bullshit, go for it. It's up to you. But uh, just know that if if things get too out of bounds, people will be timed out. Um. So there is that. Oh, the issue with recharge was grappling the shock while having an empty shock. Are we sure, Arav? Shock's not a power weapon, though. I don't know. Well, all I know is that after the update today, Shock's a red, a red rack weapon, so we don't have to worry about that shit anymore, right? But, oh, boy, there's other shit happening, too. J uh, Jacka says, doing an update right before a major is um, maybe not the best idea. 
Oh, guess what? It sounds like other shit's broken too. And we're going to talk about it right now. As a matter of fact, the Halo Infinite update for February 15th, 2023. Um, Arav says you could get two shocks on the map. Is that, is that what the issue was though? Because again, in that statement, it was a power weapon issue. And the shock rifle is not considered a power weapon on the map. That's why, hence my confusion. And so faded says yes. All right. I don't have anything else to go off of. Better listen to Twitch chat. Halo Infinite Update for February 15, 2023 by Halo Support. Drop shot. Dropping a weapon and swapping between weapons now takes the same amount of time. Developer notes, the drop weapon meta was becoming very prominent in competitive play to the point where nearly every top player was using it. Many players shared their concerns about it becoming too prominent at the highest level of competition, so we've made sure the weapon ready up time after a drop weapon matches the speed of swapping weapons normally. So, um, now, don't know if it's directly related, but it kind of sounds like it's directly related. But if you guys go on... Spartan's Twitter feed right now or collects Twitter feed right now. You may see something concerning is the word I use. Yeah. To the point where apparently right now the time to drop a flag or oddball is considerably longer than it was before. So you can't flag run or oddball run as you could have before. And uh, if that's true, yikes. I'm not going to say it's, this is going to sound stupid, okay? I'm not going to say it's game breaking because you can still play the game. It's not, it's not broken, right? Yeah. But at the same time, when you have your muscle memory trained for literal years, to do something one way and now it doesn't do that anymore. That's fucky. And it's right before the event. So, and knowing three, four, three's track record on fixing things. It ain't very fast. And this was the worry, right? We talked about it before. The worry was if you release something right before the event, something bad could happen. Because like in software development, Anytime you fix one thing, might break another thing. You never yeah. know. White said Jargile will never have a capture ever again. You know what though? For what it's worth, I know I know Uni. I know Uni already knows about it. For what it's worth, I was watching Frosty's stream earlier today, and uh, he was playing. He had an Argyle game, and it was capture the flag. He never dropped the fucker once. He was doing drop slides. I mean, you know, in the, in the capacity that you could, but yeah, he was, he never dropped the flag once and he was making some great plays, like some great slides, great positioning on getting the flag back to his base. Now, granted, that's matchmaking. Okay. Against randoms. I get it. But Hey, it looked pretty cool. What he was able to do. I'm not saying it should be that way. It was kind of cool. You know, uh, Jacka says the oddball isn't so bad, but trying to juggle the flag is rough. And yes, Biz, it did. He did. It looked incredibly different. Like he was, 
the movement that he was doing on getting the flag back to his base while not juggling, just sprinting and sliding, like sliding off ramps, sliding off stairs. Um, it was it was awesome. It was just really it was really fluid to watch him do it. But granted, it'd be cool if you could juggle properly, you know. Who knows? That's exactly. Biz says I like. I was like, wait, what is he doing? It's exactly what my thought was because I was hoping that he was going to try to juggle it to see how fast it was or how slow it was. Right. But uh, no, he just he juggled it once, and I'm like, oh, that is slower. And then he just held it and just did his thing. And I'm like, God, Frosty's so good at this fucking game. It's insane. What's up, Justin? Welcome back. Sniper rifle. The accuracy of the sniper rifle has been increased when firing without zooming in. Okay. So it's easier to no scope. I'm scared. Developer notes, Halo Infinite's S7 sniper no scope error angle properties were in line with previous Halo titles, but we've seen the request to make it even more accurate when firing from the hip. When this update lands, the sharpshooters out there should notice some improvements when going for kills in which no scope was involved. And the air angle max was reduced by 30%. The air angle minimum was reduced by 55%. And the time to reset the bloom was reduced to t- by 20%. So in other words, I'm going to get fucking domed so much more. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I will. I was talking about this in the Discord as well. My one worry about this is that I hope this doesn't turn into the Halo 5 sniper. Because that shit was too easy to use. Yeah. Right? Like, is there is there a consensus around that? Am I not... I mean, I may be stupid. I am stupid. But, like, is that... Are we all in agreement that the Halo 5 sniper was, like, all things considered easy to use or easier to use? I just hope we didn't... We don't get to that. I don't want that. I still want there to be a little bit of a skill gap associated with it. It is a power weapon, for, for crying out loud. But, like, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, we'll talk about G1 in a little bit, so don't you worry. Oh, man. Then why were you still trash with it, Josh? Justin, that's a good question, because I'm bad in general. I'm bad in general. It's just, it is what it is. Frag grenade! The explosion radius of the frag grenades has been reduced ever so slightly. From 2.7 world units to 2.5 world units. So in other words, uh, you just have to be a little bit better at placing your grenades. And uh, hopefully they're not fucking mini nukes because they spawn like crazy. They're thrown like crazy. Yeah, this has to be in response to, you know, pros were talking about going down to one grenade, Mm -hmm. you know, reducing spawns, all that. So this is is good. You know, you won't feel so uh, just nade spammed right away. Exactly. Weapon racks in the ranked arena playlist in HCS. Each weapon rack will now be set to a red rack state after the weapon is picked up. This means once a weapon is picked up, the weapon rack won't spawn another weapon until the original has despawned or the ammo has been depleted. Once the original has despawned, the light bar at the top of the weapon rack will count down to the new weapons respawn. Reference the table below for each weapons types default respawn length and ranked multiplayer playlist. So 30 seconds after ammo depletion or expiration includes pistols, so disruptor, plasma pistol, and sidekick, assault rifles, and tactical rifles, so the BR and the commando. 60 seconds after ammo depletion or expiration includes SMGs, aka the needler and sentinel beam. I did not know that those were considered SMGs. That's interesting. That's weird. 
Uh, shotguns, the Bulldog and the Heat Wave. Non-power weapon snipers, the Stalker Rifle and the Shock Rifle. And non-power weapon launchers, the Hydra. Developer notes, we've seen the feedback around there being too much power on the map in Ranked Arena with many players calling out the respawn rate and ammo count on weapons. To help address this, we'll be updating all weapon racks in Ranked Arena to provide only one weapon at a time. We expect this to help reduce the overall power and ensure a more competitive environment. As for ammo reductions on the weapons themselves in Ranked, Ranked players should expect those to come for the Heat Wave, Stalker Rifle, Bulldog, and Shock Rifle with the launch of Season 3. Uncle Pumpy and Chica with these resubs. Thank you all so very much. You guys get a woo! Greatly appreciated. So there you go. Red Racks for days. And then resolved issues and, and bug fixes. Now, this is not the exhaustive list. If you want the exhaustive list, exclamation point show notes in chat. You can check out the article that's linked in the show notes. But I just wanted to strictly talk about the stuff that affects rank and HCS specifically. Okay. okay. Uh, for multiplayer, rapidly firing the plasma pistol or the BR will no longer result in the weapon jamming and not firing on every pull of the trigger. Thank fucking God that took forever. Semi-automatic weapons such as the sidekick now appear to fire at a correct rate from the perspective of other players. You know, low-key, I like that fix. Yeah, there was times where like you felt like maybe you got shot twice with the sidekick and you were dead. Mm-hmm. Like apparently that was an actual problem. I like that fix. And then players using active camo will now consistently appear visible while sprinting. Good. And then menus. The appropriate subtraction and addition symbols now appear whenever players lose or gain CSR during rank matches instead of seeing fucking both at the same time. Yeah, it was just plus minus or minus, whatever they had. So stupid. But again, a good change regardless. Okay, let's get to the article that really didn't say a whole lot. The Team Partnership Program 2023 by the HCS. The overview, the Team Partnership Program is a critical component of the HCS and our esports strategy overall. Today, we wanted to shed more light on the overall goals and philosophy, list out the partners joining us in 2023, I will sit corrected, and share what you can expect from partner teams in 2023. And then close with a brief look at our strategy for the Partnership Program in the near future. Let's dive in. At a high level, we believe that teams are critical. There is a typo. There's a typo in the article. Tashi, just letting you know. At a high level, we believe that teams are critical to the Halo Esports ecosystem. They provide salaries to players, bring in fans who watch, give fans an anchor point to root for and engage in the ecosystem around, and can also help cultivate deeper connections between fans and the league. At the same time, it's important for HCS, as well as for our partner teams, that we do things in a way that's Say with me, ladies and gentlemen, sustainable. There's the word. At the end of the day, this is a business for teams, and we understand that revenue is what's required from an ecosystem in order to sustain sustainably afford their participation in the league. Because of that, during Halo Infinite's development, we learned as much as we could from teams in order to design a program and features with that in mind. Across all teams combined, year one was a massive financial success for the program, and we were excited to open up applications for year two. The program is built in a way that gives teams some control over their own destiny. They design the skins and they control their ability to promote and market the skins. While the freedom is great, it also means that not all teams had the same level of success, which is important to note. In terms of how we measure success for the program, revenue directly to the teams is the most important because it's the most important to the teams. 
Next, we look at fan engagement on social media, content creation, fan engagement at events, and more along those lines. Finally, it's important that our partners are just that, partners. We expect them to be philosophically aligned with us in supporting the game and league, putting in the effort to build a fan base, and often asking, quote, what we can do to support Halo, rather than just, what can Halo do to support me? How that last part manifests is in the different ideas brought to the table. Teams taking advantage of the various opportunities we provide, teams bringing opportunities to us, supporting the game and league beats directly, and generally the attitude and approach when working through issues together. In the long term, we see teams growing more and more integrated with the Halo ecosystem and not just the core HCS League, though that will always be at the center of the partnership. We think the teams that are more than just player managers will be the ones who will fit best in Halo, as the franchise has a wide breadth of experiences to offer and ways to entertain Halo fans. The 2023 teams, and here is where I sit and eat my own words. We're excited to officially confirm the eight partner teams that will be joining us for the 2023 season. Please welcome and welcome back, Cloud9. I thought they were gone. Now, well, there were some signs. I have a theory. Okay? Okay. I have a theory. But I'll get through the rest of the teams first. So, Cloud9, Complexity, Phase, Navi, Optic Gaming, Quadrant, Sentinels, and Space Station. G2, Fnatic, and E United, we want to say thank you for being part of historic year in Halo Esports. Blah, 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 Okay. <laughs> um, here is what I wanted to mention in regards to Cloud9. Here's my thought. So they're officially partnered for year two. Yes. But they are still not being included as a partner team code for Charlotte tickets. Okay. Still not. So here is my theory. Here's my theory. Maybe they weren't bringing in enough money from a business sustainability from a business sustainability standpoint. And considering player contracts were normally one year, I assume that the team went to the bargaining table, aka what is now SSG. Yeah. I assume they went to the bargaining table asking for a pretty penny, one of which SSG were able to better accommodate or negotiate with. And C9 just couldn't justify business-wise. Now C9 gets players on, which... Uh, now C9 gets players on what I would assume the cheap and gets to remain a partnered organization. Also, another assumption I'm going to make is that C9 being a partnered org for year two wasn't set in stone until very recently before that blog post came out. Because that would explain why their code wasn't allowed for discounted Charlotte tickets. Still. Everyone else was. There's the only one. They were the only ones that weren't. Very possible. Both pure assumptions. Okay. I have nothing to go off on either of them. It's just like, I find it so fucking weird that cloud nine is still, you still cannot use that code. And the fact they weren't included in any waypoint article for the codes, they weren't included in tweets for the codes. I swear that contract wasn't signed up until like last second. Um, you fucked up, forgot to use the code on two tickets you bought. Hey, you know, it just, it, it's okay. You're just supporting the HCS further. Yeah. Look at you. Get them next time. That's right. Um, Ghana says, I'm a C9 trying to play Moneyball. You know what? What? Two things. One, great reference. And two, great movie. If you guys have not watched Moneyball with Brad Pitt, 
Watch that fucking movie. That movie's awesome. All right. The 2023 program. For 2023, as well as beyond, we thought deeply about what a team's involvement in the Halo ecosystem could look like. First and foremost, we felt it was most important that teams focus on cultivating a fan base in Halo. And then we thought about what are the things that teams can do in order to cultivate a fan base? Finally, we thought about how teams can generate revenue off of those things, either from fans or from us. Obviously, the skin bundles sold in the game in Waypoint are the hero offerings and ones that fans seem to love the most. However, we thought it was critical for the long-term success that teams not solely rely on the skins for their sustainability. But the funny thing for me, and this is not related to the article, it's related to the article, but you know, King J, King J, you and that leftovers squad, man, man, oh man. I have a thing about leftovers later on in the show. Don't worry, Jay. Don't worry. I got you. I also love me some leftovers. Um, fans have asked for more transparent. Oh, wait, no, here we go. While we're on the topic of skins, we're excited to say that each team will receive four bundle drops in 2023 compared to three last year. Woo. And while we can't share the specifics quite yet, we've given teams access to more options in terms of design and more new pieces of content to customize compared to last year. Finally, the team that wins the Halo World Championship will also have an event bundle and will share revenue with that team exclusively, just as we did in 2022. Fans have asked for more transparency around what they should expect from the partnered teams in the Halo ecosystem, and today we're going to provide even more insight than ever before. First, the business terms are the same across all teams, and that's how we approached it in year one as well. Okay. What are the business terms? Because that, I mean, I guess that you don't need to necessarily say that, but if this is supposed to be a transparent article and you say we're going to be more transparent starting right now, and then you're not, cool. Next, the teams have opportunities to earn additional bonus revenue directly from their skin sales by promoting the game and league more on social media, as well as creating content on YouTube. I want everybody to pay attention right now because while it says just earlier that they want teams to have opportunities to make money outside of skin sales. A lot of this statement shit has to do with making money off skin sales. Okay. Interesting. On top of that, teams are accountable for engaging and supporting the community in various ways, including hosting various tournaments or show matches and hosting various activations, either online or in person. Finally, teams will also have the opportunity to create merch collabs with us just as they did in year one, but this time two drops instead of one. So I'm going to be spending a lot more money. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit is right. Our ambition is that if you're a fan of any of the partner teams, then they're going to give you a lot more of the reasons to love them. And if you're not a fan of any of the partner teams and you're new to the scene, then the partner teams have the freedom and incentives to make you a fan. Looking forward. We know there's a lot of interest from other teams in the HCS that are not partnered, and we want to say thank you for your continued support. It does not go unnoticed. At the moment, the biggest impact we, have, we can have is to focus on Halo Infinite, the platform that HCS resides on. It's important that we continue to create and release more content for players, deliver on the features fan ex fans expect, and build a strong platform for the HCS to build upon. With the winter update and recent update having released, we feel we're moving in the right direction, but there's still more work ahead of us, like fixing flag juggling. We're excited to share more about what's coming with season three, as well as future seasons and updates that fans can expect. On the HCS side, uh, they probably will not reopen HCS partner, uh, the HCS partnership program applications until midway through the season. 
They said they will pick their heads back up in the middle of the year to reevaluate when the right time to bring in more partner teams will be. So there you go. And finally, we have Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. Been waiting for this. Yes. So again, I scrubbed through fucking like 10 hours of a stream to find these fucking statements. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. So angry about it. Fuck. Jeez. Yeah. But I did it. And we're here. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the fucking back. Best believe yeah. it. From the LVT stream of the open qualifier, here is what was asked. And I'm guaranteed I missed some things, but I tried to get as much as I possibly could. So Pug Mowgli asks, will HCS have a map ban veto system that COD uses? Tashi says, we talked about it, but not something we're currently planning. We like each team having to be tested on everything. Never say never, though. Blaine said, can we get Bizarre CTF back and ranked? Blaine, fuck you. And Tashi said, it could come back at some point, but it's not planned at the moment. I think we'd want to get, uh, I think we'd want it to get some nice updates before we did that. You know, like Behemoth. I added the Behemoth part. Tashi didn't say that, but you know. Yeah, it was going to be reevaluated. Yeah, it was going to be fucking tweaked. Where are the tweaks? <laughs> I hate that map anyway. Fuck, fuck Behemoth. Um... I'm going to say cycle or Tundra says, will we ever see catalyst CTF make a return in the future? Tashi says, potentially we've talked about it. So it could come back with perhaps a couple tweaks talking about tweaks. Bobby, the ninja says is a reconnect feature being reconsidered for ranked. Tashi says it is being considered. We have some higher priority stuff we're going after right now. So no. LT Capitan says, has there been any discussions about adding an HCS ranked playlist? Oh, Ooh, oh my God, it's what I want. Tashi said, Arena is pretty much the HCS playlist. Tashi, stop it. He says, it's like 98% of that. Tashi, stop it. We are thinking about the lower skilled players and their experience. We're going to try some stuff out with rotationals in the coming months. In the coming months, guys. Here, here's the thing I'll say about that whole you know, having detachment and all the extras in there. I remember when I first started playing Halo and jumping into ranked and I got a map that I wasn't seeing in HCS. I felt kind of empty playing it. Like I didn't want to play that map. Yeah. But that's, that's me coming from the HCI, HCS side of it versus just jumping into the game to jump in the game. Exactly. So kind of understand why they want some variation, but if that is your competitive side, I always thought that that should be one-to-one -to, -one to what your eSport is. I couldn't fucking agree more. That's literally where I'm at. Uh, Swole Daddy says one plus one equals three boys. Oh, yeah, fucking dumbass statement. Whatever. Spying Ryan says, we need at least two permanent ranked uh, playlists, Arena and Slayer. Tashi says, strategy right now is one permanent and one rotational, because fuck you, that's why. And Tashi says, I agree with ranked Slayer, and I actually think a lot of people might like a ranked team Slayer that's AR starts. Maybe not this crowd, but a lot of others. Ranked what? AR starts? What? Tashi, you're putting your foot in the wrong pool there. Ah, what the fuck? No! No! 
Okay, I understand the demographic that we do this show for. I completely understand that we are a very, 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 very small niche thing. Okay, I get that. I get that. But what the fuck? Who the fuck wants to play with AR starts and ranked? Rain, word for word, what he said. This is word for word. I actually think a lot of people might like a ranked team slayer that's AR starts. Maybe not this crowd, but a lot of others. Interesting. Word for word. That was copy pasta. Well, I'm not playing ranked slayer <laughs> if it is. What the fuck? Oh my god! And dress stop. Let's not. Let's. We're not going that far. Okay. Let's call it down. Like I'm getting. I'm getting over the top right now. Let's. Let's stop with the firing shit. We don't need to go that far. Holy shit! But seriously, like unbelievable ar starts is fucking insane though like for for not not ranked arena like not what we have as a traditional ranked playlist right now but like even as a ranked team slayer offering fuck no ew no okay i want to comment on this so fata says tashi's out of touch incorrect tashi's not out of touch tashi has to with his role that he has tashi has to think about the broader halo community he can't just solely rely on the HCS side of things. Okay. So while you're saying he's out of touch, he's not. He's not out of touch. He knows what we want. He knows what the pros want, but he also knows what the majority of other players want, which is not us. We're not the majority of other players. You have to keep that in mind. I'm not trying to shit on your comment faded. It's just you we need to think a little bit more outside of the ranked realm. You need to think a little bit more outside of the HCS realm. It's not just about us. And I'll, I'll just add to that. I know there something I believe three, four, three is trying to do is bring more of the quote unquote social or casual players into ranked and then HCS, right? They want to get them involved in the other side of things other than the social aspect of the game. So having an AR start ranked playlist could then be like, well, I like the AR Team Slayer. Let's try Ranked Arena and get them into that that way. Indra says, remember when BR Slayer existed in Halo 3 and Precision Slayer and Reach outside of Ranked and people like those? Yeah. Why? Dude, you, you guys are preaching to the choir right now. Like, we, we know. We're in the same realm. Like, I, here's my thing, okay? And I've said this before, and those that are new here may not remember me saying this, but I... I don't play the game competitively. Like personally, I play the game from a casual standpoint. I hate fucking AR starts in social. I hate it. Obviously I go for precision weapon right away. Like that's a given. Maybe that's, maybe that's because I follow the competitive scene so much. Maybe it's because I just like the way that the guns feel like a precision weapon feels, but I've been that way from the beginning, you know, I hate AR starts. I've never enjoyed them in any Halo title. So yes, when a social offering had been released that offered a precision starting weapon, I gravitated towards those because I felt it felt way better. But I'm one side of things, right? And we all know the UI can't support additional playlists. That was a joke. Although it fucking feels like it can't. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the thing that I hate, the thing that I hate is that because the population, now maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but it, it clearly feels like this is the point. Because of the population of Infinite right now, that this is why they're heavily pushing towards like a one, like a one rotational, one permanent style for playlists like this. Like one ranked permanent, one ranked rotational yeah. is because of population and because the population can't support having more playlists. And if that is actually the case, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. And Ronan, I don't have numbers. I don't have exact numbers. I don't have exact numbers, so I can't comment on that. But if that is why the things are the way that they are, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. I was screaming, screaming for a social Slayer playlist. Not the fucking... Now, I know we have Team Slayer now, which is great. Like, that's what I wanted, but I want it with strictly BR starts. But what are you going to fucking do? Uh, but no, that fucking social Slayer playlist with all the wacky fucking game modes. No. And they had that first... Like, who asked for that? I'm all for trying something new. I'm all for trying something new. Do not get me wrong here. I'm all for trying something new. But if you're doing it in place of something that was traditionally there from the get-go, that's what I'm irritated about. You can have those wacky game modes. Have an action sack playlist. Then I know what I'm getting. High-tech redneck, shout out Beth, literally asked, what is the difference between Social Slayer and Team Slayer? I thought they were the same thing. And I'm like, no, Social Slayer has the dumbass fucking wacky game modes in it. And Team Slayer is strictly Slayer all the time. And she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. After it was told, right? Like, how fucking stupid is that? Um, Arithmia, welcome to the live show, says, if you check Steam DB, there's roughly three to, th uh, three to 5,000 players on Steam at least playing. And that's just Steam. And that, we don't know if that number is incredibly accurate, but that's just Steam. That's not including Xbox, which has... A lot more is what I would assume. Because it's on the box. I'll move on. I'm sorry to fucking go on that rant there. Uh, Daryl says, will players will player-created Forge maps ever hit the ranked in HCS? And Tashi says, at some point, yes. Good. I like to hear that. Pure Carnage says, what about Breakout, Ranked Slayer BR, and Veto System? Uh, Tashi says, not sure you'll see Breakout, uh, rank Slayer BR almost assuredly you'll see at some point. Okay. Veto system is not currently in the works. Asterisk says, any thoughts on pre and post lobby chats as well as proximity chat? Tashi says, it's not currently in the works as far as I know. Personally, I'm a fan though. Tempo asks, when is the solo duo queue coming back and ranked? Tashi says, not sure on that one. Blaine says, any chance we get a Halo 5-like triple team playlist? Tashi says, not sure. Asterisk asks, with how much the pros complain about Slayer, has there been any work on an alternative new game mode? Tashi says, I think some pros complain about Slayer. From our perspective, it's not some huge issue we need to solve. Could be room for improvement, of course. I agree, I like Slayer. But I'm like in a very small minority, I feel like, on that point. Um... Laidback Sith asks, can we get can we expect better matchmaking and ranked? Tashi says we do have improvements on the way, working on a blog for early March to share more. So a blog coming in early March. Terraform, welcome back. And I don't know if you're trolling me right now, Tara, but I'll say I genuinely do enjoy Game 5 Slayers. Like again, minority here, but genuinely like them. Phenom asks, 
Will the team coding... Sp- oh, here... Okay. Okay. This... This pissed me off. This pissed me off. Phenom asks, will the team codings be cross-core like you can put them on Mark V, Mark VII, uh, etc.? Tashi says they will be on one core like the playoff bundles. So Fox asked, is it going to be the same core as the playoff bundles? Tashi says no. Different core. Interesting. So does that mean we're moving to a new core for season two of infinite? Well, we're moving to a new core for season three. We know that. Right. And the bundles come out in season three. Yes. They're going to be revealed at Charlotte. So I, I am going to go on an assumption here. And I imagine that this is correct. That it'll be on that new core. So will the players switch cores for ranked? Or are they going to have to stay on their old? Well, if the team cores are co- or the team skins are coming out on a different core, the- I would assume they use the different core. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Laidback Sith asks: Objective is bugged on scoreboard, aka Observer, and Tashi says so is the score. It's on the list, but it won't get fixed for a while. There are more important things we got to take care of first. I love that Tashi just like, yeah, so is the score. <laughs> yeah. Shit's fucked, bro. Uh, Kill says, what's up, guys? Happy hump day. Excited for season three. Need a ranked HTS playlist. We Agreed. No, ranked LSS playlist. Oh. I don't know about that one. Hey, I, hey, why not, though? Wishful thinking for you. I For your sake, I hope it ex- I hope it exists at some point. I, I'll, I'll say I did enjoy LSS to an extent. Not my favorite thing, but I didn't hate it. What are you guys reading off of Tashi's tweets? Nope. This is me literally copy pasting responses that he made in a Twitch chat. It's in the show notes. You're welcome. Much love to you as well. Juby and nerd Billy asks, has HCS ever considered adding a mini map for viewers like COD just for observer purposes only? Why can't we have a player map like on COD where we can see team positions and movements outside of the POV the observer is on? And this is something that's been asked for for a very long time. Again, just to clarify one more time, this is just for Observer. We're not talking about adding a fucking mini-map when you're playing the game. People were confused about that. Yeah. Just want to make sure that confusion's put to rest. Tashi says there's higher priority work needing to be done first. Well, fuck. And finally, the last Tashi tantalizing tidbit that I have is Cygnus asks, is the starting weapon change a possibility during the HCS season two? Tashi says, we are not going to change the starting weapon in the middle of a season. That's too big of a change. Okay. So if we did see a change to the starting weapon, it would be next year is what it sounds like. So there you go. Oh, and dad, he did actually answer your question, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I watched it happen live. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Bravo to you on making that happen. Look at you. Also, bravo to you for getting banned in Spartans chat for asking the same fucking question. I think that was a a wrong time type of thing. Yeah, but still funny. Yeah. Still fucking funny. Um, (laughs) All right. That's it for the competitive news. Will, it's time for Roster Media! 
All right, let's run through it <laughs> Do for it. the week. And the first thing we have is now, what the fuck is actually going on? So, on January 27th, Envor tweeted, the team consisting of myself, Tony Tutern, Precision, and Neuronical are looking for an organization to represent and fund us for HGS Charlotte. To eight, February 8th, Envor says, free agent for both upcoming tournaments. This tweet has since been deleted. Tony Tutern on February 9th said, free agent. Okay. Precision and Neuronical end up on, believe the hype for the qualifiers in uh, Envor and Tony end up being on Going Rogue. Sorry, I had a typo there. It's all good. So what is actually happening with the team? Well, you clearly mean, that team doesn't yeah, exist yeah, anymore. They, 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 must have fallen, they must have fallen apart and we'll see where they all land. Yes. Axios says, are you guys uh, for or against a different starting, start, uh, starting weapon start on ranked? I personally, I am a BR fan. I would love the BR to remain the consistent starting weapon. Um, I'm not opposed to trying something else. I just don't think people are expecting what the bandit is actually going to be. I, I think unless major tweaks have happened since the leak came out for the bandit before, unless major tweaks have happened, that weapon is not ready for a starting position yet. Not at all. Not as well. Mudor, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. We dropped some frames. I apologize. I'll keep an eye on that as well. And kills, if you, it, it, hey, thank you very much. If you're excited for that Roster Mania shirt, it's fucking awesome. We love it as well. It's great. Go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. All, right, all good. Cloud9 is going to officially be Nemesis, Triton, Squally, and Rami, but for now. Yeah. So <laughs> this fucking tweet had me rolling. Did you see the tweet? No, I didn't personally. It's literally just the three players. It's Nemesis, Triton, and Squally. So, Rami... Rami was picked up for the qualifiers. So, question mark. Yeah. Like... What? In a role with free agents for the whole season? Again, guys, remember, they're a partnered organization. They're a partnered organization again. Remember that. I, I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to dive in until we know more information. Yeah, I, so. I understand that. Go ahead. Go from there. Uh, straight six team is going to be straight sick, obviously. Huss, King J, and Piggy. They're called leftovers. They were called leftovers. Yes. Like me some leftovers. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay. Ronan, in terms of the chat, uh, their chat, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of trolling happening, a lot of copy pasta happening. Don't, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. Next team, Meta Pro Gaming, Miss Lacar, Command Station, Ace, and Kratos. And Meta announces a two-year commitment to the HCS. Oh. Just leave it at that. No, I'm going to take it a step further. So I'm really, really happy for Lacar and Command Station for making it on a team. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, But, man... Yikes for the other half. Moving on. All right. TSS, Super CC, Mortally, Swish, Inceptify, finally Divine Mind, Sways, Madsy, Berserk, and Slays. Indeed. So, yeah, there's uh, roster news for the week. That's all I have for Roster Mania, Josh. Thank you very much for going through it. 
Time for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Hey Louise sports needs. Uh, daily tournament Z League and First Blood. If they're happening, they're happening. Go check that shit out. See you later, kills. Have a great night. Friday, February 17th, the infamous Thieves and uh, Wolves Custom Forge 4v4 Tournament, that's a mouthful, is happening. And then on Saturday, February 18th, the Honda Fan Cup Qualifier number 4, hopefully with no cheaters, is also taking place. Scrim Tournament League recaps will... Well, actually, I should say this. That's it for your upcoming tournaments of the league presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Hey Louis Sports needs. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this real quick. Oh, hit it. Noobcombo.com. Hey. And presented. Wait. Oh. Uh, yeah, shout out to. Maddie Rums. And Beautiful. fuck you too. Maddie Rums. Oh, is it coming through twice? It might is be coming it? through twice. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Is it coming through twice? I really apologize for that. I can, I can change that real quick too. Not a big deal. Well, now we know. Now we know. Jesus Christ. It is? I had a feeling when I saw it up there. Oh, no? Once? Oh, okay. That's fucking weird. Whatever. Well, what do we got for Scrim Tournament League recaps for the week? Start off with SWAT Nation, SWAT and Tyne, co-ed 2v2. SWAT! Um, totally forgot to write down the timestamp, so I'm just going to guess around this one. <laughs> anyway... Uh, top eight teams. First was, or not first, but first up is the eighth place team fanny pack of fantasy and is it Chalk Doy? Number seven, Meat and Bone included Gunlane and Layler. Number six, Fish Eating Carrot. Okay. It was uh, Dream and it looks like L9 Mile. Team number... Five and coming in fifth place, uh, cat and mouse. It's it's Uvinity, but is this divinity? I think it's just Uvinity. Uvinity and uh, be my wingman. Fourth place, cookie cookie and cream, which included fortune cookie and Doctor Cream and Scream. Third place, cream and scream. Jeez, I'm that, gonna go with oh that might go off the list. Rue phobia in third place. Uh, it's a uh, pink and. Fob coming in second place. I'm focused. Valorous and Kai. Is it Kikai? Works for me. First place went to Drish, which included Gishlane and Drift. So congrats to them. Does Dr. Creeman scream? Uh, that's a pretty good. Make it on the list for <laughs> first name for the yeah, year. Why not? All right. Uh, I'll why? add it. I'll add it. We why? need some fish eating carrot merch. Why is that? Go ahead, Will. Just because of the name, I would assume. Uh, next tournament, it's a cup. It's the Honda Fan Cup, qualifier number three. In seventh and eighth, we have the Mortar and Zodiac. Fifth, sixth went to, we go, Bung and We Outside. Fourth place went to Roping In. Third, Malice. Second, Synox. And first, going to Titan. Very nice. Oh. And, of course, the qualifiers happen, but we'll get that shortly. Yes. Speaking of shortly, how about right now? It's time for our topic of the week, the HCS Charlotte Qualifiers Recap. Um, so, realistically, Will, 
let's just do this because the open qualifier was seeding for the major qualifier. Right. So it really didn't matter too much. So Will, just give me like just give me the first place team from each region here. From Australia, New Zealand, it was Divine Mine, including Madsy, Sway, Slays, and Berserk. From Mexico, we have Coyotes, Bullet, Magic, Magic Ho, sorry, Drift, and Noble. Coming from EU, we have Quadrant, SLG, Legend, Sika, and Chick. And from North America, FaZe Clan, Frosty, Royal 2, Renegade, and Snakebite. A couple things I want to hit on before we get into the actual major qualifiers. So for Australia, New Zealand, Divine Mine dominated as expected. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mexico, uh, Latin America, Coyotes dominated as expected. For EU, both Navi and Quadrant were both undefeated as they were heading into their matchup against one another in the winner's final. Navi took the series in a nail-biting 3-2, sending Quadrant to the loser's bracket. But oh, then I, I messed up. I scrolled too far. It was not, I said Quadrant won, didn't I? I think you might have. Navi won that one. Mighty's Jimbo, Snapdrone, and Snakey. It's okay. Here we go. Uh, Galvis Gomez, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, Quadrant proceeded to 3-0 Wreckers in the loser's bracket finals to take on Navi once again, and then they proceeded to force the grand finals bracket reset with a 3-1 win winning a second grand final series three to one to win the first qualifier and take the first seed into the major qualifier. And then for North America, a couple points to point out here, native white were eliminated with the top 16 placing in the first qualifier. Sentinels were eliminated with the top 12 placing in the first qualifier. Believe the hype um, getting fourth overall in the qualifier for the major qualifier, knocking out native white going rogue Shopify rebellion and G one along the way. So in the open qualifier, that's what they did. And then FaZe, after being sent to the loser's bracket by G1 in a 3-2 heater, go on an undefeated map streak against Sentinels, TSS, Native Red, and Believe the Hype, all 3-0s, to only lose one map to SSG 3-1 and make their way to the grand finals against Optic Gaming. FaZe then win the first series, sending the grand finals into a bracket reset and winning the series as well 3-1 to become the open qualifier champs in the first seed going into the major qualifier. And yes, there were an absolute motherfucking shit ton of restarts, which sucked. What are you going to do? It's Halo Infinite Online. Uh God, so fucking stupid. Um, Also, if you want to check out any of the VODs, um, they're in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat if you're tuning in live or if you're checking out the VOD or audio version of the show, it's in the description. Um, I have VODs listed for Australia, New Zealand, EU, and North America for both days. Will, yeah, go through the Australia, New Zealand. Um, you could probably just do the top two, honestly. All right. And then I have something to say about that. So for the Charlotte qualifier, second place went to MF Blue, Pips, Plasma, Benji, and Beeston. And first to Divine Mind, Madzy, Sways, Slays, and Berserk. Very nice. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, just want to say Divine Mind while being pushed to the loser's bracket by way of uh, MF Blue, which I assume is Mind Freak Blue, in the winner's bracket final 2-3, to three, they bounce back heavily, heading back to the grand finals and winning both series 3-1 to, to take the only pool play spot in the region. Will, you can do the same thing for uh, Mexico, New, New Zealand. Uh, Axios, exclamation point merch in the chat. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, you can literally, the top two teams as well in Mexico. Mexico's uh, second place went to Six Karma, 
Lure, Strikey, Acid, and Sepsters. And first went to Coyotes, Bullet, Magico, Drift, and Noble. Coyotes dominated yet again. They win. They won the pool play spot without much struggle at all. It was There was, like, no competition. Sorry. All right. Top two from EU. Top two from EU. Go for it. Second place went to Quadrant, SLG, Legend, Sika, and Chick. And first place went to Navi, Mighties, Jimbo, Snipetron, and Snake A. So this was an odd one. From what we've been told, on the one hand, so snaky on Navi was playing on a hot spot. Well, SLG on Quadrant was having internet issues, so he had to play from another location entirely. Regardless, it was Navi coming out on top after having to get back from the loser's bracket and winning the bracket reset in the grand finals. And then from SLG, he said, sorry for the grand final, had really unfortunate and unforeseen situation preventing us to play properly. Pool play acquired anyway, and next stop, Charlotte. So, yes, the top two teams from that qualifier got pool play spots. Um, But for Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico, just the top team won the pool play spot. All right, Will, I'm going to let you read through. um, You can read through the top six results for North America because the top six teams, um, I think... I want to read through them all here. Okay, go for because it. Because of where teams landed. Go for it. You read through them all, and then I have stuff to talk about before we get into the pool play spots. All right. In seventh, eighth, we have Sentinels, Lethal, Spartan, King, Nick, and Collect, and also Leftovers, King, J, Straight, Sick, Huss, and Piggy. Fifth, sixth, we have Believe the Hype, Monster, Bone, Precision, and Ironical, and Space Station, Stellar Bound, Penguin, and Eco. Fourth place went to Native Gaming Red, Manny, Tolik, Soul Snipe, and Druck. Third, G1. Suspector, Boobadoo, Sab, and Falcated. Second, going to Optic Gaming, APG, Trippy, Lucid, and Formal. And first, to FaZe Clan, Frosty, Royal 2, Renegade, and Snakebite. So FaZe went back-to-back qualifiers. They're the number one seed heading into Charlotte. Um, and Optic, obviously, being the two seed. So here we go. I have some series I want to run through here for the major qualifier. Um, and I'll just go through them in order of how they happened. The winner's quarterfinal, Believe the Hype, 3 0 Native Red to send Native Red into the loser's bracket. Believe the Hype are on something different. They take down the likes of an established Native Red roster and in a 3-0 fashion, no less. Keep in mind, guys, that this Believe the Hype roster is new. Like, new, new, new. And they 3-0 Native Red to send Native Red to losers. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, and that is that this is an online tournament. People blow things out of proportion like crazy like crazy you see the thing that the thing that i find hilarious is that like props to phase for winning both qualifiers but the fact that i see so many people like phase aren't dropping a single tournament this year like guys this is online yeah the real test is land the real test is land let's relax let's just relax Jesus Christ. But either way, there was some crazy there was some crazy shit that fucking happened in this major qualifier. Then in again in the winter quarterfinal, SSG against G1. Game one was CTF on Empyrean. Going into overtime, this game looked like a toss-up all until the next set of rockets, with C9 taking advantage of the situation, getting the slays, and Penguin with the flank against Boo Boo Doo Boo to continue the final flag run and win the game two to one. Game two was Slayer on Aquarius. This one was never really close. G1 asserted their dominance and rode their momentum to the end of the game, winning 50-31, to 31, nearly a stake. Game 3, Strongholds on Recharge, an unbelievably close game in the beginning, with both, team, both teams fighting back and forth, but that nearly the 90-point mark for both teams 
C9 broke the dam and proceeded to flood the map, scoring 169. Nice. Unanswered points to take the lead 244 to 85. C9 win the map shortly thereafter. Game four was oddball on streets. G1 on the heels of a 40 bomb by Falcated and a 35 bomb by Suspector win this game in a crazy fashion. There were many times where it was thought that C9 would be able to close the game out, especially during the third round, where C9 are up 82 points to three. But by sheer will, determination, and outright slaying and objective ability, G1 pulled the win out and we're going to a game five. Well, am I, am I saying C9? I'm sorry. I mean SSG. I am so sorry. Jesus Christ. See what happens when they sign the fucking entire roster? I'm so sorry, guys. Good Lord. Oh, I'm not used to it. And now they're back being a partner team. What the fuck? All right. Game five of Slayer on live fire. I'm not going to fuck this up. I promise. It doesn't even matter because unfortunately we didn't get a banger of a game five here. Instead, we had SSG finishing things out very strong with a 50 to 40 game win and a three to two series win. Please talk about Falcon. The guy's a God. He is a God. He is an absolute God. You know who I'm going to, I'm going to get shit for this. I'll wait till they lose. I'll wait till they lose and I'll talk about it there. And when I mean lose, I mean like get knocked out of the tournament. Then I'll talk about what I'm going to talk about. In losers round eight, leftovers 3-0'd TSS. Sometimes the leftovers are the best meal. Looking at you Thanksgiving dinner. And this time they proved to be the best in this series. Yeah, they fucking 3-0'd him and that was crazy. Loved it. Native red 3-0-ing native white. This was expected. Okay. Native white need time in order to compete against these top rosters. They'll be fighting through the open bracket at Charlotte for a chance at one of the remaining four pool play spots. So it is what it is. I fully expected that to happen. Um, it was kind of funny that they went up against each other though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for that matchup. Yeah. Sentinels against Shopify rebellion. This, this was fun. This was a fun one for many a reason. Spartan versus Ryan Noob yet again. Yep. Um, new teams going at it. How are Sentinels going to do with this new roster? It, it's, and it was a banger of a series. It was a banger of a series. Game one was strongholds on streets. Sentinels down around 150 to nine. And Collect was laying a goose egg up until the turning point in the game. With a massive B and C hold, Sentinels were able to claw their way back into the game, getting the massive kills needed to keep the momentum on their side. And in the end, they win the game 250 to 230. Again, Collect had a goose. And they were down 150 to 9. And they still came back. Game 2 was Slayer on Aquarius. Sentinels down to start this game as well. With Lethal and Spartan both not having kills in the beginning, but after a very neck-and-neck game around the 25-kill mark for both teams, Sen started to pull away, eventually win the game 50-45. to Game 3 was oddball on recharge. Sentinels actually start this game with the upper hand, but maybe their strategy moving forward should be to start games with a deficit. Because, oh boy, <laughs> this was the Shopify show for two straight rounds. They win the game 3 convincingly 2-0. 
Game four, King of the Hill on my fire. An incredibly back and forth game between the two squads, but it was Shopify with the final hill cap on C, the tower spawn, in a convincing fashion, even off the hills of Spartan doing everything he could to keep his team set up around the hill. But Shopify did what was needed to be done and kept hill control to secure the map win. And I believe it was on, it was in this game. I forgot to, to write this down, but I believe it was in this game that Collect made a play that I was not happy about. Um, Mental was sitting in the trenches, like, um, right, like as you exit C down the steps, you know, down the ramp. Mm -hmm. and he's right inside that, right inside the trench there. And he was sitting behind the pillar and Collect chased him. When you were trying to get positioning on C, you were trying to get positioning on that hill. He gets a player one shot. It's mental. He charges that kill. You know how hard it is to kill somebody behind that pillar? If you, yeah. I mean, best bets are made. Unlucky for him, there was another Shopify player coming right. Yeah, upriver. Yep, right down there as well. And, and I'm not saying that that play lost them the game. Because like I said, Spartan was doing everything he could to keep positioning for his team because his team was spawning cross map. Like he's trying to hold C as much as he possibly can to have his players get back to him. And then when Collect made that play, I'm like, oh, that wasn't a big fan of that. Collect is a very um, aggressive player. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. And I'm hoping that as things continue, because we're going to talk about it in game five, when, they, when they're able to slow things down, magic can happen. Yep. Okay. So here's game five. And again, I'm not saying that that play is what lost them the game. It's just something that I noticed that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't agree with that. But game five was Slayer on Empyrean. Sentinels are on the back foot throughout this game, but let's talk about two monumental swing plays, both involving Overshield. The first, with four minutes and 30 seconds left on the game clock, sees collect position perfectly for OS when it comes up, along with other Sentinels teammates ready for the help when Shopify eventually go in for the pinch. Sentinels execute the play perfectly, and a fresh set of... Uh, a fresh rocket-toting Carmea goes down after a Spartan sniper shot to the dome, with rockets now going in the hands of Tyler, allowing for even more carnage for Sentinels. Previously down four kills, Sentinels bring the game back to only being down one, scores 35-34 to 34 at this point in time. Okay? Just executed flawlessly. But then it got better. And now we get to the second overshield play. With two minutes left in the game, Sentinels again positioned perfectly. Spartan with Sniper watching OS, Collect and Lethal waiting on top of OS, and King Nick watching Rockets. In the span of 10 seconds, Lethal grabs OS, Collect flanks around the players on Shopify, and Sentinel sends all four players of Shopify to the respawn screen, solidifying the lead at this point 40 to 35. Sentinel's going on a, I mean, Spartan goes on a killing frenzy to close out the game 50 to 42 in the series 3 to 2, keeping their pull play hopes alive in the process. If you guys want to go back and watch, I'm, I'm not kidding. Those two overshield plays were fucking incredible. Were you going to say something? Oh, no. Yeah, I was just adjusting myself. Okay. Seriously, those, those two plays were unbelievably good. And the funny thing is, is that it comes against a Ryanoob team where Ryanoob is known for having setups like this. So... Seeing Sentinels, seeing them slow down and seeing them position themselves appropriately and just execute the play as intended was chef's kiss. Like it was, it was amazing to watch happen. It's, it's, that's what separates 
the best from the best right there. And I know Sentinels have a lot of work to do. I know Shopify have a lot of work to do as well. But just that those two plays were so, so good. Let's move on to losers round nine. Where Native Red went up against Leftovers. The absolute dream. A team who had just formed ahead of the open qualifier, literally calling themselves Leftovers on the verge of making a guaranteed pool play spot of shirt for Charlotte. But unfortunately for them, the dream was crushed by the way of Native Red. I would have loved to see Leftovers win this. I, th I thought it would be incredible uh, because they literally just fucking formed. And people need to put some respect on fucking King and uh, on uh, King J's name. I'm telling you, man. If you ever watch Snakebite streams, and I know they're I know they're best friends, but like if you ever watch any of Snakebite streams, you hear um, how much praise how much praise PJ gives him. Like, and he was so surprised that he wasn't picked up on the team over and over and over again. And look what fucking happens when they have just a makeshift fucking team made right before the qualifiers and almost securing a fucking pool play spot. That's insane. Against native red, no less who've been together forever, you know? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then G1 went up against Sentinels. Sentinels have the talent to win these types of series. Because they do. They have the talent associated with it. But unfortunately for them, there's still a lot more work to be done at the drawing board. Fortunately for them, they still want a pool play spot by the way of HCS points. So, good for them on getting that. But uh, they just they don't have what it takes right now to play against a top team. Winter's semifinal. FaZe went up against Believe the Hype. Can't say this wasn't expected because it was. Believe the hype was going to have to hit a powerhouse of a wall at some point, and it ended up being phase. And this one was an ass whooping. If you go back and watch the Strongholds game, it was almost 250 to zero. It was really close. And then Optic went up against SSG. Well, we were expecting a little more of a fight, by the way, of SSG, but other than the Slayer, the series wasn't even close. Optic looked to bounce back after uh, bounce back strong after the open qualifier and SSG didn't make some adjustments. Losers round 10 native red went up against SSG. SSG are not looking the greatest online, but this has been the norm. Even within the first year of infinite esports, right? It's we've known that the true test is going to be how they perform on land at Charlotte, which I would expect them to do well because they always have. And then G1 went up against Believe the Hype. Believe the Hype's run stopped short by the way of G1, but regardless, they secure themselves a Charlotte pool play spot and have the opportunity to really turn some heads at the major. Winner's final. FaZe went up against Optic. FaZe make an absolute statement in this series, sending Optic to the loser's bracket and continuing their dominance from the open qualifier. They just keep it going. Nothing really, nothing really to say there. Yeah. Loser's semifinal. G1 went up against Native Red. Native Red poised themselves for the reverse sweep and to continue within the qualifier, but G1 made quick work of them at game five. Slayer on live fire, 50 to 29, and the stake to go along with it. Loser final. Optic against G1. Game one was CTF on Aquarius. To overtime or not to overtime? That is the question. 
And G1 say, nah, man, fuck that shit, and proceed to outslay the spawning optic players, getting the final capture of the game and winning two to one. Now, something to keep in mind during this game is that Boo Boo Doo Boo got some bagging in at the end. Okay. Let's see if that comes back to bite him in the ass. Survey says yes. Yes, it will. Game two with Slayer on Streets. Yet another close game for these teams, but it's G1 coming in clutch with the map 50, uh, 50 to 46. G1 are looking strong against the reigning world champions, regardless of this being an online tournament. Optic will need to complete the reverse sweep if they want to get back into that grand final spot. No oh boy, do they. Game three, strongholds on recharge, and so it begins. Optic wake up and take the map 250 to 218. And another close one. Game four, oddball on live fire. First round, G1 dominance. Second round, Optic dominance. Third round, G1 KO. They got annihilated. And then game five was Slayer on Empyrean. This is fun. Remember when we asked whether Boo Boo Bagging in game one? Also, I want to rename him to Boo uh, Boo Boo Baggins. All right. That's good, right? Yeah, that's, that's... yeah. Boo Boo Baggins. Remember when we asked whether uh, Boo Boo Bagging in game one would come to bite him in the ass? Well, yep, it did. Now, did Boo Boo have the most assists on his team with nine? Absolutely. But did he also proceed to go two and 10 in the 50 to 35 loss? Yep, he did that too. Optic complete the reverse sweep and knock G1 out of the qualifier. So, I said I was going to bring it up when they were knocked out of the qualifier. I have a worry for G1. And my worry is their star. Now, granted, they're all great players, but my worry is for Boo Boo Doo Boo. My worry is for Jesse on that team. Why do you say that? Inconsistency. I understand completely that stats are not everything. Okay? Stats do not mean everything. I know that. But when I watch him, he either has great games, terrible, or terrible games. Like... It's just a consistency thing for me. Now, granted, this is all online, right? Something could definitely change when they get on land. It's just my, really, it's my one worry for this team. That's really all it is. If he, I, I, I just want to know, I just want to see him be more consistent because if he can be more consistent in his play, like, not go and I understand he had nine assists that game. He had the more, most assists out of anybody on his team. He lost fifty to thirty five. He went two and ten. If he can bring, if he can stay consistent in his play, if he can stay consistent across the stat line, I'm guaranteed they'd win more games. And that's my one worry because if if I go back and watch that, Falcated played really well. Suspector played really well. To me, it was Boo Boo that was the inconsistent player. And I know how great of a talent he is. Yeah. I know what he's able to do. So like I, I want, if Jesse ever hears this, which I doubt it, but if Jesse ever ever hears this, I want him to know that I believe in him. Like that's the thing, Jesse, I believe in you to do great things. I truly believe you can do great things. One of the things that I talk about on the show all the time is the picture of you staying behind and practicing, um, it was either at Raleigh or another event last year, but when you stayed behind and you were working and you were practicing and you were like the only person there that sticks out in my mind, that sticks out in my mind 
because that means that you truly want to go for it and you have the passion and you have the will to do something amazing. I just want you to be more consistent. That's all I want. That's all I want. Have we talked about believe the hype? Uh, yeah, technically. I hope that they do good things. I think they, land's going to be the telling point for them because online is one thing. Land's a complete other thing. We'll have to wait and see. But good for them on getting that pool play spot. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's huge. Grand finals. Phase against optic. Again. Game one was strongholds on live fire. With the score of 240 to 145, this was optics game to lose. And oh boy, did they almost do just that. Allowing phase to reach the 231 point mark before putting the finishing touches on the game to win 250 to 231. Renegade's 36 and 21 performance just wasn't enough to put the nail in optics coffin for game one. Winkler with the resub. Thank you so much. You get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Game two, Slayer on Empyrean. Look, we all know that the pros are not fans of the Slayer game type, especially when playing on Empyrean. But regardless of the slower pace of the game, Setups reign supreme and lead to some incredibly exciting moments. And this game featured many of those moments. But it was the fifth, it was the 45 to 40 lead by phase with two minutes left in the game, rockets in the hands of phase, OS in the hands of optic that made everything change. The clock ticking down, the clock ticking and down by five kills, optic had to do something and fast. Trippy with OS and all of Optic around Sword, now Heatwave, technically. They make their push to Phase's tower, take down Frosty, who had Sniper, and proceeded to take down the remaining players around their training. Royal 2 squeaks away with his life, just going towards Optic side of the, uh, Optic side of the map, while his teammates spawn near Shotgun and Needles with the Optic players smelling blood. Unfortunately for Optic, the collapse didn't go entirely as intended with kills being traded back and forth. When that's the last thing that you want, when phase only need a few more kills to win the game formals taken out with sniper at phases platform with all his teammates spawning back at their side of the map score is now 49 to 47 in favor of phase. And here's where everything goes downhill for optic with only 30 seconds left in the game. All of optic are near their bottom training and sword. Now Heatwave. But Lucid is hanging out top training and no player is looking green or long haul. None of them are. And this is where Renegade pounces and makes his move with Sniper in hand. Lucid's completely caught off guard, taken out, and phase win the game 50-47. to 47. No one was watching green or long. Everyone was watching, like, tower side of the map in training. That sucks. Yeah. Game three, oddball and recharge. There wasn't a lot of breakdown with this one. As uh, Once Optic had won the first round, it was all phase, all day. Taking uh, back-to-back convincing round wins to win the game 2-1. to one. Game four, king of the hill on streets. Optic need to answer back, and they do just that. Taking a hill capture lead 3-1. to one. With the Rockets Hill spawning in, and only one minute and 24 seconds remaining on the clock, Optic understand that they only need to play to time. Considering this hill is arguably the most difficult to capture on streets, we'd see they have a pretty good shot at running out the clock on phase. With some great teamwork, Optic are able to hold phase to this hill until it is finally captured with only 17 seconds left on the clock. <sighs> but phase continued to do what phase, 
Phase continued to do phase things. And with only one second left on the game clock, Phase almost have the capture of the game tying hill. Trippy makes his move around B to catch the low shield players and snake bite and renegade off guard. And with all four on phase dead, Trippy leaves the hill and optic win the game three to two. They literally like if phase stayed in the hill for probably five more seconds, they would have, they would have ca- captured it. Yeah. It was insane. There was 17 seconds left on the game clock. Now, Val, for those who don't know the, the game clock stops if you're in the hill, if any team is in the hill, the game clock will stop. But the fact that the hill spawned with 17 seconds left. They held that setup for that long. Fucking crazy. And yes, Ronan and Trippy did save that fucking game. Absolutely. Yes, completely. And then we have game five, Slayer on live fire. Optic have the lead for the majority of this game. Being up 36 to 33 with three minutes and 18 seconds left to go. Up until a crucial overshield pickup by phase. Optic rotate from tower to A, where they eventually turtle up. And this is where the entire game breaks down for Optic. With Frosty entering garage with Sniper and all the other phase members entering from sandbags, the collapse worked perfectly with all four players going down for Optic and everyone living on the side of phase. Phase take the lead 37 to 36. They never look back. With the time expiring and phase winning the game 46 to 45, the series three to two and taking the number one seat for Charlotte. I know that the players would probably have a lot to say In regards to, I'll wait to see if the stream comes back here because I know we're dropping frames for a hot second. See what happens. Are we back? Okay. Should be good. Cool. I know that the players would probably have something to say on why they did that, but daddy said said the exact same thing. I don't know why Optic did that. All four of them sitting on top of each other was just asking for grenade multi-kills. Turtling after FaZe had already knocked them down in previous matches was not the move. That's my thing, is that they had the lead. They had the lead. Now, I understand that uh, that FaZe had OS yeah. and Sniper, but the last thing that I would expect Optic to do in that scenario is Turtle. Is Turtle. They have the lead. When I Now, I'm not a pro player, okay? I'm not a fucking pro player. The thing for me... The thing for me is like, if you have the lead in that scenario and you know they have OS and you know they have Sniper, instead of turtling up, which maybe in their minds was a better move because clearly they did it. But in my mind, what I would have done was I would have just kept a traditional setup like we would have had at C, at Tower, where you rotated from. Reason being, even if one of your players gets sniped, right? or one of your players gets taken out by the overshield player, at least you know where they are. When like you're, you're in A, you don't have visibility. No, you have literally none. They, they literally have no, no, no visibility because they're all looking in the same fucking one spot. And you have four avenues. You have four avenues where players can flank you. From sandbags, from scoreboard, from garage, and from uh, trench. 
Like you, you have four avenues where you can get fucked from and they got fucked. Like it, it was, I have no fucking, I, I don't know, man. It was weird. It was just weird. It's, it it feels like weird. one of those situations where the mindset flips like play not like you don't they're not playing to win they're playing not to lose and they turtle up and they don't they weren't looking at the right spots it just it is what it is and hopefully they can uh excuse me revisit and learn from it you know I agree I agree hopefully they can learn from it and again this is just online it is what it is but when I saw that move happen I'm like you got you guys have no idea where they're going to come from like no idea and the it's one thing Here's the big thing for me. It's one thing to turtle up in one location and wait. It's another thing to do that and go all four down. They didn't get a single trade. Yeah. And they had the lead. Like that's, oh, it's so weird to me. Again, they probably have a way better explanation as to why they did what they did. But in my mind, that play was not it. Uh, But congrats to FaZe. And Diablo, you go for it, man. You do you. You do you. Um, Will, that's all I got. Therefore, do you want to go through the Charlotte pool play teams? Well, of course, we have Phase Optic, G1, Native Red, Space Station, Believe the Hype Sentinels, and Re- Shopify Rebellion uh, from EU, Mexico, and Australia, New Zealand. We have Navi Quadrant, Coyotes, and Divine Mine. Very nice. Can't say... It wasn't expected because it was Yeah, for all four of those teams in the other regions. But um, just to give people a heads up again, um, Space Station is former Cloud9. Okay, They're the former Cloud9 roster, so that's Bound, Eco, Penguin, and Stellar. Believe the Hype is a newer roster, Bohm, Monster, Neuronical, and Precision. Sentinels are not the same Sentinels that you may remember from before. It is now King Nick, Collect, Lethal, and Spartan. And Shopify Rebellion is Carmea, Mental, Rain, and Ryanoob. There you go. And then this was kind of a little bit of a kick in the teeth. Uh, what's up, Snag? Welcome back, dude. It's good to see you. Uh, Max, good to see you as well. Welcome back. Um, no, I don't believe FaZe had the lead going into that play. I could be wrong, though, but it's it. I, I thought they didn't. Either way, I just thought that turtling play was fucking stupid. Regardless, this sucked. So from Face It Halo, they state, Attention HS Charlotte pool play and and travel coverage qualified teams. Please note that you will be responsible for purchasing your flights prior to the event. Your team will receive a travel stipend shortly after the conclusion of the event. And that is $900 per player for North American rosters, $1,600 per player for EU rosters, $1,300 per $1,300 per player for Mexican rosters and $2,900 per player for Australia and New Zealand rosters. If you have any questions or concerns regarding this, please contact HCS at ee.gg. Thank you and good luck. Here is the problem with this. I completely understand from a standpoint of, hey, you need to book your own flight. Okay. Yeah. Because you have no idea the situation that that player is in, when they can leave, when they can't leave, so on and so forth whatever, have them book their own flight, have them deal with that. Cool. You'll receive your team will receive a travel stipend shortly after the conclusion of the event. I really hope it's shortly. 
Because as we've seen in the past, shortly and payouts do not go hand in hand. From what I saw, there was a player out there still waiting for a payout from fucking Orlando. Now, it says your team will receive a travel stipend, so I, I, I am going to make an assumption here that it goes to the organization and the organization disperses funds accordingly. Yeah. That's the assumption I'm going to make. And again, VODs are included, and brackets even, are included in the Google Doc, the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes and chat if you're tuning in live, or it's in the description for VOD watchers and audio listeners galore. Indra, I agree. And, and to put a button on, to put a bow on this entire thing, right? Guys, this was online only. Okay. This is an online only qualifying event. Everybody's setup is different. Everybody's internet situation is different. This game can be a shit show online. What we do know is that Optic are the reigning world champions and have not been tested yet on LAN against this new phase roster, against this new G1 roster, against SSG, formerly Cloud9, even though it's that same roster. So just wait. There's a week left. There's a week left. And yes, yes, online's a shit show. Again, congratulations to FaZe for winning back-to-back qualifiers. That's awesome. Um, but it, again, it's just online. We'll have to wait and see for Charlotte. I'm excited to see if uh, some of the teams can make it out of open bracket and make it into pool play. Um, a lot of these teams are brand new. So we'll have to wait and see how they do as the year goes on as well. But again, this was online. Just, you know, wait and see. <laughs> Will, it's time for some regular news. Noble Intention launch event. Once upon a time, this is by 343. Once upon a time, there were to be seven members of Noble Team, the seven samurai, the magnificent seven, but two of them didn't make it into Halo Reach. Uh, Tom A239, uh, perish in the aforementioned game's live action deliver hope trailer, blowing up a covenant vessel from the inside with a tactical nuke. Rosenda A344 remained in obscure background fiction, cited as a potential replacement on the team for Emil A239. And now these two Spartans return in the noble intention event for Halo Infinite, along with additional Halo Reach-themed cosmetics for your Mark 5B armor core and a free 10-tier event pass to bring the winter update to a close. Alongside the event, we've also launched the Community Collection Playlist which features four community-made Forge maps and matchmaking, Absolution, Perilous, Salvation, and Starboard. Running from February 7th through February 21st, this limited-time event rewards you for playing however you want. Simply complete challenges and you progress the event pass because that's the way it fucking should be. It's the way it fucking should be. Love you, Clutch. Have a great night. And then there is a Halo Winter Contention audiobook by 343 as well, so you can go listen to that later. And then, oh, did you want to spend money on Infinite? Well, too bad. This is my Halo support. Last week, uh, there was the Adrenal Bundle in the store. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
this whole thing. Yep. Players who already own an item in the Adrenal Bundle will be unable to purchase it. Attempting to purchase a bundle containing an item you own will result in an error message. And guess what? They didn't fix it. So fuck you. Ronan said it's the Plaza remake dropping in season three. Yes, that is the plan. Yes. Hope it's good. Hope really it's hope good it's too. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Will. Some breaking news. Yeah, I forgot to say this earlier in the show. Um, let me find it real quick. Tashi said that the team is aware of the flag juggling shit and they're looking into it and they'll update when they have more info. Cool. Hopefully that's a quick fix. Uh, hopefully, but who fucking knows, man? Hope. It's Halo Infinite. It's Halo Infinite. You never know. Yeah. Oh, I guess we do have technically breaking news. I'll just say this real quick. Uh, the travel coverage secured teams for Charlotte. Oh yeah. Include TSS, Leftovers, Wreckers, Flying Dutchman, Mind Freak Blue, Men of Halo, and Six Karma. So TSS and Leftovers from North America, Wreckers, Flying Dutchman from EU, Mind Freak Blue and Men of Halo from Australia and New Zealand, and Six Karma from Mexico, Latin America. There you go. Um, interest is a bet of three, four, three fixes the adrenal bundle issue. They'll be back in the shop soon. I doubt they'll even fix it. To be honest, the the funny thing to me is that they didn't say they were going to. And like the joke is they, they care about, they want money, you know? So you'd think like something in the shop would be fixed right away. Right. But they didn't fix it. So I have no fucking idea, man. I don't think they will, to be honest with you. It sucks though, because I do wish that we were able to get all those weapon skins. So it's kind of shitty that if you qualify, you have to buy, if you qualify, you have to buy your own tickets and uh, wait for a stipend. Yep. Well, tools, the, the thing that I said is that I agree with the, having the players have to buy their flights because we don't know. And they, like they, as in the organizers don't know all the situations that those players may or may not be in like times that they're able to leave so on and so forth, the airlines themselves, whatever it is. So I think it's fine to put the power into the player's hands to secure their travel coverage. I'm worried about the weight. I'm worried about the weight to get that stipend because tools you and I, and everybody knows they may say soon, but what the fuck does that actually mean? Uh, Paladin, no. No, they do not. Scuff does not have a booth. Battle Beaver does not have a booth. They do not sell controllers there. Optic and Phase may or may not have like one or two for giveaways. Space Station may have a scuff for a giveaway, but they they don't have the, at least for year one of HCS, they haven't had like a scuff vendor where you can go buy a scuff controller from the event or a Battle Beaver vendor where you can go buy a Battle Beaver controller from the event. Rengar says they used to. I bought my first Battle Beaver at UGC St. Louis. Uh, is that St. Louis? I believe. That's, I mean, it'd be really fucking cool if they did. I I have elites and I, I just always wanted to try a scuff, even though I've heard that they're not great. But like, I'd like to go, I would love to be able to go to an HCS event this year, walk up to, to an optic booth and be like, I would like to buy your scuff, please. You know, just have it be an easy thing. Not have to wait for shipping. Just have it right there. And then just pick it up. 
Big SSG shop had custom controllers you could buy. I think they were giving them away. I don't think you could buy them. I think they were giving them away. So. New Scuff Instinct Pro is amazing. I'm now using it over Battle Beaver, especially now that Best Buy has them. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Cool. That's it for the regular news. Collect coming in. Stopping by says, hope you guys have been, been well. Hey, hope you've been well as well. Congratulations on securing pool play for Charlotte. Very much looking forward to seeing you there. Going to be rooting for you guys, obviously. And collect, if you want new stickers, we'll meet up. I'll get you some new stickers. Um, <laughs> Kano Games Watch! Modern Warfare 2 Ranked Play has been released. This is by Call of Duty League. Skill divisions broken down by skill rating. There's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, crimson, iridescent, and top 250. Yeah. All right. Win the match, gain uh, skill rating. Lose the match, lose skill rating. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straight fucking forward. Ranked play will mimic the same maps and modes and settings as CDL pros play. Oh, man, if only... <laughs> oh, man, if only that was the case in Halo Infinite, am I right? Yeah. God damn it! Ranked play begins on February 15th. It's out right now. Everyone will start in bronze. Everyone will be bronze, boys. And at the end of each Modern Warfare 2 ranked season, everyone who places gold or above will earn a skin to represent their division. Fucking neat. But the line that gets me, ranked play will mimic the same maps and modes and settings the CDL pros play. Wow. What a world. What a world to live in. You know, whoa, it's great. It's crazy. Tool says, to be, to be frank to Halo, uh, this is like the first time COD hasn't fucked up the CDL playlist. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, you know, we can dream, right? <laughs> Fucking so stupid. That's it for COD Other Games Watch. Time for Will's Adventures with Halo Wars. Games 2. Will, what'd you play last week? Well, some Halo Infinite. Yeah. We did the community play date. Yeah. Did some customs. Yeah. A lot of, uh, we actually split up the teams and went uh, 6v6. 6v6 for a while. Yeah. On 4v4 maps. We did. Well, we, and we had a behemoth in there. And a behemoth. Hated it. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was fun though. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. And then uh, jumped into ranked afterwards. Yes. And then played some Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. Rolling through the story. Yes. What about yourself? Same exact fucking thing because oh. we played, well, I mean, besides Hogwarts, we played everything together. Yeah. Um, I guess we should we could have put Fortnite in there. I mean, yeah, we yeah. did play some Fortnite. Number one, Victory Royale. Oh, no. F Fortnite, we're about to get down. Yep. Get down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. TTV Stone with the follow. Thank you very much for the follow. Welcome to the live show. But yeah, community play date was awesome as always. Um, I promise, Juan, if you're listening to this episode of the show, I promise I'm going to get you on my team next round because I feel like I've always been playing against you. I want to play with you sometime. Get you on our team next go round. Best believe that shit. 
343 can work out the stability issues on Forge maps, I'd love to see Forge remakes worked into standard matchmaking, to be honest. That's a big if, though. I mean, hey, they literally did that for Halo 5, where they're like, <laughs> dev-made maps? Fuck that! Here's some Forge! Yeah! Tools, Fortnite actually looks awesome. I'm just going to come out and say it. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Guys, we'll shout out the Patreon later, but I re I truly, truly mean this right now. Yeah. Um, if you are a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers, uh, we do a monthly segment called Pro Talk Plays where we play a game together. Um, we played Fortnite for February, and Will did some unbelievable editing work that had me dying laughing. And the only hint I'm going to give is number one, victory Royale. Yeah. Fortnite. We're about to get down. Get down. <laughs> it is. It fuck. I literally was crying right before we started recording the show. It was so fucking funny. So if you want to see that, subscribe to our Patreon at the semi pro tier and higher. I mean, I think it's pro tier and higher actually. Right. Yeah. I think it's pro tier and higher. Either way, fuck you. Give us money. All right. <laughs> That's it for Will's Adventures. Let's get into some shout outs. Shout out to everyone who joined in the community play date. That was Snagu, uh, Pancakes, Just Josh, Shot, Legend Zero, Carnage, Overkill, A Fine Guy, Marmar, and All in Juan. Thank you guys so much for joining up. Hope you guys had a good time. And if you're new here, we do community play dates every Friday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time. It's all run through the Discord, exclamation point, Discord, and chat. Join it up. It's free. It's fun. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Let's see here. Uh, Vladow, Dizzy Up. Uh, Dizzy Up. Wait, Dizzy Up Squirrel? Oh, God, I mispronounced that. Charvato, Dr. Chris, DeBear. Mudor, Galvis Gomez, TTV Stone, and Noob to the rescue. Thank you all for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Greatly appreciated. And the, the Submarinos, Barnaby Jones with the three-month. Night Fox with the nine-monther. Uncle Pumpy with the tier three eight-monther. Fuck me. Chico with the eight months. And Winkler with the eight months as well. You all get a woo! Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show. Um, Speaking about Patreon, as a matter of fact, because I'm always late on this because I'm an asshole. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Shots, everyone, who is a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes Glenn... Logan, Nurgly, Justin, Jordan, Heavy Rainfall, a.k.a. Davey Wavy, Elated Dartboard, Carnage. Thank you all so very much for the added support over on Patreon. It's greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed the early access to the merch. Ronan, thank you very much for being here. Greatly appreciated. Thank you for the kind words, my man. Thank you. Happy belated birthday to Carnage, Maddie Rums, Lottie, Nessity, and Hex. Uh, also, fuck you, Maddie. And um, it was Carnage's birthday on Community Playdate Day. 
Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. You didn't even say anything. Yup. I'm like, fuck you. All right, man. Yeah. So happy belated birthday to all of you guys. And then <laughs> finally, a huge, huge shout out to the entire LVT team and the Face It admins for running the entire Charlotte Qualifier show for four days in a fucking row. Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, through the Super Bowl, through Valentine's Day. And another thing to note is the, it, and I actually asked Tools about this after the fact because I thought I heard it, and it's true. And another thing to note is the inclusion of metal sound bites as they occurred during the broadcast. Shout out Louie for including these during the show and know that they do not go unnoticed. So if you pay attention, um, sometimes like a player would get a snipe and you know how the announcer doesn't say snipe, right? Yeah. But he has a sound bite of that happening. And so he would play it if it happened during the broadcast, just stuff like that. It was really, really cool. It was really, really cool. Indra. Oh my God. Okay. It's not his fucking birthday. Good Lord. Wait, that was them. That was them. That was them. I asked tools about it. I'm like, this may be a dumb question, but did you guys do that? He's like, yeah. Well, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Community creations time. Halo memes, ready, uh, Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Check them out. Sentinels Halo Argyle callouts by Spartan. Check that video out. How to Ninja Know Your Roots, episode two by the HCS. I'm looking forward to HCS Charlotte and the food. It's a travel guide by the legendary C4. Shout out Corey. And the HCS Coach of the Year hoaxer G1 Staff Spotlight by G1. Check out all the videos. Google Doc of the show to the show. It's all there. It's all there. And yes, tools, like we said, shout out Louie. Shout out Brendan. Shout him out. Will, it's all I got. For those, for those wondering. For those wondering, you may, be, you may be asking yourself, but Josh, what the fuck? I thought this episode you were going to go through preseason predictions for the entire year. Well, guess what? I didn't have time, okay? That's next week. I promise. I promise. Because, Will, I'm going to beat you to it. Next week, we have our HCS Major Charlotte preview. And, yes, finally, our too early to tell predictions for the entire year. It's happening. I promise. We have an outline ready to go. We will have our predictions. Um, we'll have a. We won't show them to each other. We'll have them separated. We'll have them printed out, ready to go, um, for next week's show. As long as the HCS Charlotte Major preview, it's going to be a good time. We'll run. We'll run down how things are going to happen for the event. Very excited. It's going to be a fun time. Will, if you would do me a favor, and plug. Yeah. Plug this bitch. All right. If you want to support us on Patreon, we have one of those. Go to patreon.com slash hsprotalk. Doing some extra content over there. Some, uh, some like Josh said, Pro Talk plays. Some video content, some audio content, extra show. So excited for you guys to see all of that. Uh, we just launched our merch store today. So hsprotalk slash or dash shop.fourthwall.com. Um, we're wearing the hoodies. We showed stuff off early in the show. If you're catching us late, go check out the VOD to see some of the new merch. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Citrus, Spotify, and others as well, like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast, not Ned. 
Join the Discord, join the community discussion link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Lots of great community conversation going on over there. That's where the community playdates are hosted. So go check out the Discord. Uh, go follow us on Twitter if you uh, want to stay up to date. Twitter.com slash HTS Pro Talk. We have an Instagram and Facebook. Barely use those, but they're there. YouTube.com slash HTS Pro Talk for VODs, interview series, anything else we're doing, any other videos, go ahead, all go up there. Check, go check it out. Check it out. If you're listening and want to watch us live, we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash HTS Pro Talk. I was just going to roll right into it. Uh, normally Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time, we moved this week due to the qualifiers going on. Yes. Did not want to interfere with that. Go to htsprotalk.com, but it'll actually send you to the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. And it's evolvedhalo.com. You're home for Halo! They have great shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. And we have our own little section over there as well. So that's why protalk.com now sends you there. We do. Uh, wonderful people, wonderful content being created over there. Go check out. Evolved Halo. They're pretty cool. Dot com. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Who needs that? Um, that's all I got, Josh. Sweet. Just again, real quick, the merch store is live, but if you want to get in on the Charlotte exclusive merchandise, which I am showing briefly right now on the screen, we have that shirt. We have this shirt. It's embroidered. This logo is embroidered. We have other shit coming as well. Goes the Char the Charlotte line goes live on Friday next week. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. Pick some up if you want to or don't. That's fine too. These hoodies are fucking fire. I'm a big fan of this one. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 274 of HCS Pro Talk. If you were tuning in live, we're going to go right up the Halo Rec League uh, channel because they are doing some matches over there and we love them. Shout out Shio. Uh, so... That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week for our Charlotte preview and our too early to tell preseason predictions. Yes, we're finally going to fucking do them. I promise. No more fucking around. We're doing it. You can hold me to it. I promise. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye.